the world around us as we know it has literally changed. The way businesses perceive people of color, specifically black people, the way we interact with our clients, the way we open up tough conversations with each other, all of these things have literally changed within a matter of about a week. And so what does this mean for business? What does this mean for you? For those of you who have um, marketing ads and you're kind of trying to gauge, is this the appropriate time to keep running ads or you know, how do you not make it seem like you're trying to monetize? And if you are outside of the black community, what does this mean for your company? How are you supposed to address racism or systematic racism if you really don't understand the subject of it and you're a little gray and you know and realize you have white privilege, but you're not quite sure how to use it? Or you may not feel comfortable speaking out just yet. We're going to talk about those things and how uh, maybe having a PR team right now, maybe having a crisis manager probably is not the best thing. And so let's get into it. I wrote down a few points. So if you see me looking down quite a bit, it's simply because I'm looking at my notes. Um, you know, Black Lives Matter movement has been moving for a, mo a, a, a few years right now. So this is not something new to the black community. If anything, uh, it kind of felt like as I backed the Black Lives Matter movement, it kind of seemed to irritate my white counterparts in corporate America. When the Black Lives Matter movement kind of started off, I was working in corporate America in an oil and gas company. And I remember every time it came on TV, it was like, here, here they go again, complaining about something. And so the movement wasn't understood. And I remember Jennifer Lopez coming out saying, all lives matter, uh, because she clearly did not understand. Uh, or Really, she wasn't clear on what Black Lives Matter meant. And so let's get into that first. Black Lives Matter simply means black lives matter too. Because in America, it feels as if the black person, the black life, um, any person of uh, color from the black community, it, when we are with the police, it's always something questionable and very deadly happening to us that most people get to walk away from. And so we're simply saying, in addition to everyone else who seemed to matter, we matter too because it seems as if no one else understands that and you don't get it, okay? So that's what that means. It means we matter too, T-O-O, -O, um, in addition to. Like, we're not chattel. That's what we were referred to as people. When we came here, we weren't even considered humans. And so that has followed us, that systematic belief of black people not even really being human that has followed us for years and it's been worded in other ways. And so that is simply a black person's way of saying, I matter too. You know, uh, if you are a person who have, have, ha who happens to have to have been raised in a white family or in a very wealthy community and you haven't really been impacted or seen the things that African-Americans go through, here's the thing. We have different experiences. Uh, being a woman of color, black woman, whatever you want to refer to me as, um, I have seen and experienced racism and those experiences have shaped me to be in this mode where I know I have to work 10 times harder. I can't be mediocre. I can't go get someone in my family to kind of drop their name for me so that I can skip a few steps and make some stuff happen. I don't have a rich uncle. And so when you have that experience and you try to explain it to other people, it sometimes 
gets misinterpreted as a black person being angry or bitter or complaining. And so the Black Lives Matter movement for the first time in history has clarity. It has resonance and it's registering with people. Um, George Floyd, who we all by now know, and we've all seen that horrible, horrific video of him pretty much losing his life on camera, being strangled for about eight minutes. Um, It put a lot of people in a position where they literally had to kind of come out of the closets and, oh, I don't want to get involved in that. He probably shouldn't have been breaking the law. We had to come out and basically say it was wrong. Nothing warranted for him to be beaten in the back of a car, drug out to the ground and strangled to death. Nothing warranted that. Nobody's life was in danger. Um, So this movement has pushed corporate America and businesses into a space where we have to start addressing things. And the first thing I want to slide into is this. Even for African-Americans right now, it's not safe to just make a post and be quiet. Not if you are a professional in corporate America. You got to be careful on LinkedIn right now, right? Uh, And not if you are a business owner. You can't really play it too safe because what's happening is you'll see these waves of companies being dragged to the carpet. And you may say, well, Daniela, my business is small. Oh, I'm a nobody in my company. I'm not that important. Wrong. Right now, anyone who says the right thing or the wrong thing is starting to receive a lot of attention that they normally did not have. And so I just want you to know it's not safe, but the best thing for you to do is make sure that you are educated. So I'm going to start into corporate America. Um, I'm going to start into some diversity and inclusion. With corporations, for those of you, I'm going to give career advice and then I'm going to go to entrepreneurs. Uh, For those of you who work in corporate America, this is a time where corporate companies who are normally consumed and worried about the bottom line, revenue, and that's it, Target, Peloton, Ben & Jerry's, uh, all of these high uh, earning, high revenue Amazon, you know, high revenue uh, corporations are coming forward saying, look, cut the PR, cut the Black Lives Matter too. You know, these little generic statements that your crisis managers or your uh, public relations teams have all gotten together for and processed for the CEO and he just put his signature on it and sent that out. What's happening is like if you look at with Ben and Jerry's, companies are saying, look, we don't need to hire somebody to help us form a statement to say it's wrong. And so I say that as a professional, if you're trying to find a perfect way to package your anger and hurt, frustration, confusion, white privilege, uh, what you can do. This is the perfect time for you at your job or company to take a stand and be a leader. This is a great time for you to pull your leadership or your boss aside and say, as a black person, I'm excited to open up a floor and conversation so that we can talk through this as a company and we can grow through this. And this makes us less sensitive towards uh, lawsuits and uh, bad ethics, um, low morale. If if people are educated on sen- sensitive cultural issues, we avoid having these teams who aren't motivated and who hate their teams and who hate coming to work. I'd like to lead the, the pack for that. I'd like to take a stand for that. And I just want to open up safe space for everyone and just kind of thank everyone for being transparent. We can do an anonymous uh, email list where I can respond to the anonymous 
questions and concerns, but I do want to take the lead on this. It's something I'm passionate about. This is a time for you to really take a stand as a leader because leaders handle ugly stuff. That's what they get paid the big bucks for. And so this is the perfect time to show that you are capable and willing to do that. Um, I'm seeing a lot of people on LinkedIn open up their comments for an exchange and they are blocking and uh, deleting people who keep coming in to, you know, kind of maybe turn this into a race war or anything where it's not positive and people are not growing from those conversations. And so that's one way. LinkedIn is a powerful tool. I can't stress that enough. It is a powerful tool and it is a place where you get to, okay, fix my hair. Uh, it's a place where you basically get to say, um, here's what I'm about and here's why I'm passionate about my industry. And so when you say those types of things, uh, for you to write an article on your experience as a person of color or black person or Hispanic person in corporate America, this is a good time for you to do that. This is a good time for recruiters to see, wow, look at this young man or young woman are professional talking about the tough stuff. This is what leaders are made of and your decision makers are on LinkedIn. Your LinkedIn is your professional brand. Use it to your advantage. Um, everything doesn't have to be emotional or coming from a bad place. This is a time to educate. Uh, for those of you who are white, uh, for those of you who are you know, not a part of the black community and you wanna know how you can do the same, LinkedIn is a place where my heart has just been so softened to see white professional men who are VPs and uh, CFOs and CEOs say, hey, I'm here to listen, talk, open up the platform, no matter what company you come from, let us know what you feel, what you perceive, how you perceive the brand. How did we take too long to respond to this? What is the appropriate response for a corporation uh, to make at this time? Talk to us. Tell us where, you know, you've had racist experiences or felt uncomfortable as a person of color in this company, as a black person. Let's say black because person of color feels safe as a black person. And this is your time to engage with decision makers to show that you are comfortable and professional enough to address the ugly. Have those conversations. Use your LinkedIn. Post a statistic. Post a fact. A lot of people say, well, you're not supposed to talk about politics on LinkedIn. Let me make something very clear today. And to you who uh, who's listening or who's watching, this is not a matter of a political argument. Politics is about, um, you know, the things we hear, the Republicans and Democrats, Fox News versus CNN, that's politics. Whether it's right or wrong is ethics. And ethics, ethical conversations, morale should be talked about on LinkedIn because those things affect your revenue and your bottom line. They affect your shareholders and investors and your key shareholders and uh, people who invest in this company, people who buy stock. So yes, you use your LinkedIn to address this. Uh, this is the perfect time for you to set yourself apart as a person who is uh, active in their community as a person who is willing to bridge that gap and help corporations solve problems. I have two people in my program who've done, they've used their platform intelligently on LinkedIn. And this is not the purpose to get a job, but a lot of them are telling me, hey, I got invited to a luncheon with my CFO. He sees me. He was proud of the way I opened up the platform. And now all of a sudden, 
you know, they're talking to them about helping them restructure some things in the company. This is a time for your professional brand to not only speak volumes, but to make history. So that's my professional advice. My advice for any online uh, personalities and any businesses uh, that are based on like giving goods or services to the public like Target, Peloton, Ben and Jerry's. Let me first tip my hat off to Ben and Jerry's because they are not with the fluff and the BS. They went in in and they discussed the ugly stuff, systematic slavery. He said, uh, this is not a matter of one bad cop. This is a matter of a systematic pattern that black people have continuously been exposed to and they are traumatized. Um, so the fact that Ben and Jerry's went there, they are, they addressed something specifically. They didn't make it about politics. They made this about morale, right or wrong. Us turning our backs on someone being killed because of the color of their skin or being perceived as intimidating uh, because they are black. For Ben and Jerry's to take that stand, do you know what that it has done for their brand throughout the communities? Do you realize how people now see Ben and Jerry's as a staple in history, in, in pop culture? Uh, they have literally separated themselves from every other major corporation, as has Target. Uh, someone asked, you know, CEO uh, or some of the chief officers, as I want to say, uh, who work for Target, what did they think? And their response was like, look, we have insurance. We'll take care of that. Things are far more important right now than Target burning down and merchandise that can be replaced with insurance. Here's the issue. And so for them to beeline to the issue and not say, well, in spite of us losing millions of dollars that we're going to make again. And, and I'm again, I'm not saying this to justify looting. I'm not saying looting is the answer, but I'm saying Target did not allow racism to hide behind looting because it, you know, even some of the Target uh, higher ups, the VPs and the executive team uh, were point to, uh, they were, excuse me, they were quick to point out on Twitter that that was not part of the BLM, the Black Lives Matter movement. These were people who were traveling uh, white supremacist groups uh, who are now listed as a terrorist group. I don't even want to say their names. Um, they were the ones going and kind of intensifying the protest to a point of fires and, you know, uh, busting out windows. And so for corporations to have a, to sound human, that's making people see that corporation as a staple. They're a household name and people are talking about them. Uh, and when people talk about you and when people see you as a company and like they're talking to a person, that matters for your brand. And it also gives your brand a brand new win and a new spin. Okay. Uh, with this generation Z millennials, it's a different way to approach them. They want you to talk about the ugly. They want to know who you are and what you stand for before they give you their money. And so Ben and Jerry's target Peloton. My heart goes out to you. My tip, my hat off to you. This is leadership. Listen to me and hear me well. Get rid of the crisis management and the PR and the we're going to get back to you guys after these, uh, after we talk in house. Because what you're letting us know is that you actually need to meet with people. Marie Forleo, uh, recently her card was pulled because she silenced uh, black women um, in her comments. I shouldn't say black women. She silenced people um, along with black women 
who were correcting some people in the comments who had made racist comments and statements in regards to the Black Lives Matter movement. And so instead of addressing racism head on, she silenced it. And then when people started to make these videos with these angry, hurtful responses, people in her community, peers and people who knew her, white and black women, they made tearful videos like, hey, no, this is not how we handle things. We, we have to address this head on. Marie apologized in the post and she didn't even address the people. Then she made another post saying she's working with her team to address everything that went wrong and she's going to get back with everyone shortly after they restructure some things. Now is not the time to tell people, I'm sorry, and also let me meet with my team for 20 minutes while we come up with a reason why I was silent and why... I'm not going to be silent moving forward and what's going to change later. I commend her for her apology because it always takes uh, bravery to apologize and be wrong. That's, that's vulnerability and not everybody has it. So there I agree. But the fact that I haven't seen her go live and I see her go live a lot, there's no video saying, hey, I want to address you as Marie Forleo, my audience. This is what happened. I'm wrong, period. I'm not defending it. And to the person who made the video that's in my community, here's what I have to say to you. Let's have a conversation. Let me listen and you talk. We can do this on an Instagram live where other people can be involved in the chat and we can make this a community effort or we can talk one-on-one -on -one and then address the community. That is more human. That makes us feel like you really are sorry because guess what? If you are sorry, you move with speed and you move with... Like my mom said, you put some fire under yourself. Like you have fire under your butt. You like you quick with your steps. Um, but to say you, you know, oh, I'm sorry, and I'm just gonna go hide and just go somewhere. And me and my team are working on some stuff. What that sounds like to me is I'm with the PR team. I have a crisis management team, and they're helping me work through how to be apologetic enough in a professional sense so that I don't lose money and I don't lose my fan base and I can spin this around. This is not a political thing. This is about right or wrong. The man was killed for no reason. It shouldn't have to take a crisis manager for you to just have a direct conversation on what's going on with you and your brand and your company and what happened on that Facebook page in the B-School Facebook group. So I think that is the worst thing right now to a lot of white um, business owners, especially online personalities. If you need to meet with people before you say that was wrong, if you need to meet with people to tell us how you feel, if you need to meet with people, a lawyer, to make sure you package the statement right and it's not inappropriate and then you have hair and makeup and now you're making a public address, that's not real. That's rehearsed and somebody taught you or fed you the right words to say to people so that it won't become so hot topic. So, um, yeah, that's how I feel about people right now who are using these um, uh, agencies and PR teams. Girl, just tell us, look, this was flat out wrong. I was disgusted. I wasn't sure. Uh, there's one young lady who I recently started following and I take some of her classes. She is amazing. Her name is Elise dharma i hope i'm saying her name right she made a post that was so real and then she put action behind it she took her money and matched people dollar for dollar helping bail people out all all of these donating causes and she said she was simply here to listen her white privilege has 
put her in a place where she hasn't been very connected. She didn't really understand uh, the depth of the Black Lives Matter movement. And she's here to listen and she's here to learn. It's nothing to defend. It's nothing to say, well, but, because here's what's happening in America. Black people are literally saying, stop killing us. And white Americans are saying, well, but, but this part, no, it's no but to something being inhumane. And so for her to come out, it, that wasn't a statement that was prepared by her lawyer. That wasn't a statement that was prepared by her PR team. That wasn't a statement that was prepared by her crisis manager that she probably had to pay 10K for it. No, this was a, a woman who is white and who said, wait a minute, it's some things I'm ignorant on and I may not understand. I'm here to learn, listen, and take action because what I do know is that was wrong. What I may not have approached it the right way. I may not know how to approach it pr uh, properly. And I may not ever do something right in the eyes of many uh, people in the African-American community, but I'm trying and I'm listening and I'm here. I have so much respect for her. I tip my hat off to her because that was heartfelt. It was real. It was transparent and it wasn't fake. It wasn't defensive. It wasn't neutral. It was saying I'm here to learn and damn it, I'm going to. And it was a challenge to other white Caucasian women in her space to do the same. And they did in those comments. Leadership is about accountability, period. Um, if you get out here and you start running off at the mouth and you're, you're ignorant on things around you, I'm going to use a black person who is very ignorant uh, to say something out of bounds and out of context because clearly she didn't understand what she was saying and she was running her mouth really quickly um, because this is not just a white person that needs to listen. It's some African-American people in our community who needs to be uh, make sure that they are aware and up to speed on our issues and what's going on. Rap star uh, Trina from Miami to refer to black people as animals and the way she approached it. And you can hear uh, the rapper Trick Daddy telling her like, hey, calm down, chill out. You kind of doing too much. <laughs> you doing the most. That's a friend because a friend will tell you when you're wrong and when you're doing something you're going to regret. But she told him no and she continued to talk over him. And now she has a huge request to cancel her along with Doja Cat. Okay, this is not the time to start running off at the mouth without the facts, information, the knowledge, and action. I don't care if you posted a black square and you're black. I want to see action, especially if people are giving you their money, especially if the people who are out there in these protests are people who are your fan base. You need to be out here being active. If you are not active, we want to know what the plan is and we want to know how you're involved because we're looking up to you. And so for her to have that tone and then not just come out and make a public address to that or an apology or say maybe she said this wrong or she misunderstood to buckle down or to just be quiet. This is not the time for that. The cancel culture is very real. Doja Cat is a part of that. She's canceled. Uh, Trina is also next on the list along with a lot of other celebrities who I'm not even going to really waste my time on. I'm just kind of using the ones that I've seen as of recently. Um, Sean meditation app. Uh, I also think that they are taking a stance. That's very amazing. Shine meditation app, target Peloton, Ben and Jerry's, um, and a few people who Megan McCain from the view, these people are coming out just basically saying it was wrong. They're not trying to justify or trying to explain to you guys. Well, listen, all cops, nobody wants to hear that right now. We're the black community is reeling in pain and we're hurting. 
And to see this turn into a global movement, this is one of the biggest movements and protests in the history uh, in history that we've seen. And I read that a tweet earlier and that just made me really sit back and think like, wow, I was a part of one of the biggest movements, one of the biggest protests in history. So let that sink in. If this is something that is so monumental, I'm going to close with this. Whatever you can't say uh, twice, you shouldn't say once. Anytime you are about to address inhumane acts towards other human beings, animals, or anybody, period, whether you are black or white, anytime you're about to speak on something like rape, uh, things about, you know, sensitive subjects about the gay community, the trans community. If you are ignorant and you do not know and you have a public platform, you better damn well better watch and take notes because a lot of people have lost businesses that they built for years overnight. These online coaches and online brands that want to play it safe are canceled. And so if you want to know how to survive this moment in time, be a part of it. Uh, if you don't know how to become a part of it, learn, you know, reach out, listen. I'm going to post some things in my show notes for this podcast for you guys to donate, get active, understand what's going on in your communities, understand safe places for you to have conversations, take the risk and open in the conversation. You're going to get bad comments. It's social media and trolls are everywhere. Open the conversations. Uh, this is how we grow. You grow through what you go through, okay? And so this is a time for us as human beings not to buckle down on ignorance, not to be speaking out of a place of anger or saying things about the black community and you are not a part of the fight. Uh, this is not the time for that. And whether you are Republican or Democrat, um, this is bigger than Republican or Democrat. And it's unfortunate that some people don't even see that. So I'm closing this with, you know, follow what is natural and real. When people hear from other human beings, not a corporation letter, or, oh, let me structure a letter that's very appropriate and professional. Listen, people want to hear from you. Your voice matters right now more than it ever has. No matter what kind of professional you are, no matter if you are at the bottom of the totem pole in your perception, because I don't think anybody's at the bottom, but even if you think, oh, well, my role doesn't matter. Yes, it does. Uh, for those of you who have a Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, pick, what is it, TikTok or Snapchat, all of this stuff, your voice is contributing to, it matters. It matters if you get donate a dollar. It matters if you get active and you go... Uh, out and use your voice. So I leave you with that. Um, feel free to open a conversation in my comments. If you want to have a safe place with me and hold, hold the conversation and you want to know exactly how you can start these conversations, how you can bring up some of this stuff with your team and how you as a leader uh, in a corporation can start this process of healing and just trying to help people work through this, I am more than open to that in my email. All my contact information will be in the show notes um, and all of the information on how you can become active, how you can become a part of this movement. Uh, the next, I believe all four chart, all four officers involved in the murder of George Floyd have been brought in and charged, rightfully so. 
Um, and now we're waiting and hoping and moving towards getting an arrest for the three officers who murdered Breonna Taylor and injured and shot at her boyfriend who was in the house with her. Until next time, God bless and welcome to the new normal. This is something that a lot of us never probably thought we were about to see. I will honestly say as a young woman in corporate America, uh, now I'm in my early 30s and as a black woman who owns her own business and I'm developing an online presence for my business, I never thought that the Black Lives Matter uh, movement would ever get to this level. The goal was for it to get here, but I didn't think it would be in my lifetime because that's how voiceless I felt at times when speaking about uh, racial uh, profiling and injustices that the black community has seen time after time. Sandra Bland, Alton Sterling, Trayvon Martin, Tamar Rice, Mike Brown, um, it's just, I'm grateful to God that these people did not die in vain. They didn't just become another hashtag. Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery, George Floyd should still be here with us, but they are also responsible for one of the biggest movements in history. And for that, I am on fire, I am inspired, and I'm grateful to see such a moment in human history where humanity comes together, period, in love and respect for one another. So until next time, God bless and have a good one. Hey guys, if you'd like to know more information on how you can get involved in your community, how you can donate, and most importantly, how you can petition to push for charges against the officers who murdered Breonna Taylor while she was asleep in her apartment with her boyfriend after they wrongfully identified her house, please follow the links in my show notes. Until next time, God bless, be safe, and love one another.